Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Good morning, City Life. If you're tuning in for your first time, we say welcome. My name is Jerome. It's an honor to meet you virtually, and we have some great stuff in store for you. A huge week prepared. Today is the intro, Jesus coming in, Palm Sunday, and then we're also going to have Friday, Good Friday, a little halftime. At noon, we'll have a service as well, and then next Sunday, the grand finale, the main event as we celebrate Jesus raising from the dead. Yeah, victorious. That's next week. Today, we are going to have what is titled the intro. Look, Jesus done gone viral. The intro. Look, Jesus done gone viral. This is the first in a trilogy installment of our Easter week messages from us to you as we are both leaning in together, looking back at the replay of the greatest fight in the history of mankind. Good, evil, love, hate, darkness, light, Jesus, the devil, two kingdoms, What happens? Well, we don't have the luxury of going back to the tape to look at it, but we do have eyewitness account of what took place, and that's what we have in the scriptures in the Bible. And we'll be looking at some of those stories, you know, when I'm thinking of trilogies, some of the favorite movies, my favorite trilogy is Gotta Be Batman by the Christopher Nolan series, or maybe Lord of the Rings. Not really a trilogy, but... Rocky movies. I mean, come on, right? This week, we'll also be inviting you Monday through Friday to partake in, partake means that we get to do it together. These are big churchy words, just, hey, we get to connect. But Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday, a seven-day prayer and fasting time, praying for God to move because when we come up against something we can't defeat, we pray and we fast. So be uh, looking at the socials and all the handles and the email. Please feel free to jump into the comment section. You'll notice there's a connect card. And after the second service at 1130 today, we will give everyone a chance to hear the vision of City Life and join the team. And so fill out your information in the connect card there. Come back after the 1130 and join us and be a part of the team. That's a huge invite. So today, the intro Look, Jesus done gone viral. I'm going to take us to four different places. The intro, the corner, the fight, and then the warm-up to the main event. I got to confess something. Lately, I've gotten into what is called mixed martial arts. Now, I'm not doing mixed martial arts, but I'm watching the UFC particularly, to be specific. And I've been following the stories of the fighters. And maybe you know who Jorge Masvidal is. He jumped on the scene last year. He was the fighter of the year. Basically, bow, uh, man, had some back-to-back-to-back victories. And he, in after one of his fights, got in a little scrum 
in in the locker room and he gave Leon Edwards, which is called like a three piece in a soda. Like, pow, pow, pow. And he gave him a little three piece in the soda. That's what this week is. It's the three piece and we get the soda. Jesus did the three piece, Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and then Easter Sunday, he's alive. We get the soda, we get the drink because of Jesus's victory. Now, why I have been so intrigued with UFC, I must admit, I've only been able to stomach a couple of fights because they are brutal. When you take people that are made in the image of God and they're fighting close towards life or death, that it's hard to watch. But how I got so intrigued was the stories behind the scenes their sacrifice. Think about it. The sacrifice they make, the storyline, and it is powerful to follow as a fan. Now, I'm not saying that's an area where you follow me as I follow Christ, (laughs) but I wanted to say that because today is looking at the greatest fighter of all time, Jesus. And we're replaying it. We're talking. We're going back 2,000 years to see how Jesus showed up on the scene, the intro to the main event. Meet Jesus today. Passion Week, it's also known as, or Holy Week. The passion of Jesus to show up on the scene. The greatest intro of all time. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 21. And when I'm thinking of Jesus's triumphal entry, uh, I think of fighters coming in the ring. Probably the most iconic moment is Mike Tyson coming in the ring. You did not want to fight Iron Mike. We've asked kind of in our friend group, like how much money would you take to fight Iron Mike? (laughs) Because one punch could be it. He would come in, he'd have the towel over him and he'd have it cut open and he'd just, whoa, boom, walk in. And I mean, I remember being 10 years old, just getting chills. Here he comes, Iron Mike, you know, he's coming into some rap music. Oh, it's just powerful. Gets me excited. Thinking about it right now. That's the type of introduction where Jesus shows up on the scene in Matthew 21. The Gospels record uh, different kind of nuances of it. And we're looking at Matthew. Matthew, is his Gospel is written to primarily the Jewish audience to show them that their Messiah is Jesus. And he completes the storyline all the way from Abraham. And he is the king they've been waiting for. We're picking it up in verse 5. And... I think one of the mistakes we make when we jump into the Bible is we just all assume we know where this is at or we know how we got here. And when we say Matthew chapter 21, verse five, it didn't have 21 and verse five originally. And they weren't even, they were written as one piece to record what took place about the life of Jesus, the good news of Jesus. And Matthew 21 is a reference point similar to an asterisk that we can get to the destination quicker. So when we say Matthew chapter 21, we're picking up in verse five, we're talking about the address so that you can locate it for your own reference to follow along at home. Anyways, let's jump in. Matthew 21, verse five. Tell daughter Zion, see, your king is coming to you, gentle, mounted, on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. A king coming on a donkey? Think about that for a minute. Huh, what kind of king is this? 
The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and a colt. So what that was, was the text of the Old Testament prophesying that Jesus is the completion of this from Zechariah, that Jesus now comes, the king comes on the donkey and the colt, and they laid their clothes on him and on, on them, and he sat on them, the donkey. A very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. You like these glasses? That was I wanted to get a little dolled up for you. So I took out the context, had these glasses. My wife said, wear them. They shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Now, Hosanna means they're shouting praise. They're so excited. Their king is here. They're sharing this. This is Facebook posts. This is TikTok. It's going live on Twitch. You insert Snapchat. Everyone's tuned in. They're excited. Jesus is here. And the palm branches that they're putting down is symbolic when King David was victorious. The palm branches, the victory celebration. They're thinking this is the end of the movie. This is the intro to how Jesus shows up on the scene. Before we would play basketball as a kid, we'd do uh, games, kind of have your pre-game ritual. What would be the intro to before the game? And we would enter these tournaments called a Gus Macker. And my mom would take us to these events. And one time, uh, I believe it was 1992. I'm 12 years old. And we're driving in a 92 Lincoln Town Car, brand new Leather loaded, it was a company car my mom had, phenomenal. And before the game, she get us ready. These are three on three basketball tournaments. So we got four of us, cause you get one sub. We would ride around in the car and get pumped up. And we would get pumped up with, come on, wait for it. We would just get so hype. So hype. Ridiculously hype before the game even started. And that was just for a game to win a trophy that I still have some of them. Shout out, we did win. You know, we won some. Like your boy got got trophy to show. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying, but hey. Got a little trophy, got a little hardware. Not as much as some of my friends. Shout out to Tony. Man, Tony, you got a lot of hardware, bro. Way to win all them Gus Mackers. I still love Gus Mackers. I still love all that stuff. But the pregame, the intro, that would get us ready. And when you think of the intro, Jesus showing up, Palm Sunday, the response before the pregame, what is he doing? You know, and he looks at Jerusalem, Luke records, and he wept because they didn't know what kind of king was coming to them or how the king was coming. They waited the king, waited for the king to come, but they didn't know exactly how he would come. And Jesus, they, they kind of had the, 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 uh, uh, just a premature response because they were deceived of how he would take his throne. And we're gonna look at that in just a moment. So, um, and I, I have this, I just wanna share this real picture before we move on. We got this video we've been working on, this whole video series, music and stuff. We're gonna release one of them this Friday for Good Friday, tune in noon. 
And our family, we dressed up hysterically. And I was wearing this champion robe, um, kind of, you know, thinking about what it's like to, to win the victory. And you'll see when this comes out, it'll make sense. But that the victory was found in Jesus and this robe represented, as silly as we look, it just represented us remembering of what Jesus has really done. And so it doesn't matter how we show up in the game. It matters how Jesus showed up and what Jesus did. And that's what we're looking at. So that was the intro of Jesus. Everyone's going crazy. They're going viral. They're excited. That The intro, people are leaning in. And then here, Jesus, he gets in the ring. And now we're going to enter the corner. Each corner, the battle of all the cosmos. We have in one corner, Jesus, in one quarter sa- corner, Satan. And we have Michael Buffer coming out, getting ready to announce. We said, in this corner! Introducing the one, the only, known as the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Messiah, the promised one of the new Jerusalem, the kingdom of light, kingdom of heaven, undisputed, undefeated, miracles talking, walking, you name it, we got Jesus. Place goes to rob yeah, he's in the corner. And then in the other corner, we have, he thinks he's the people's champ. He's been deceiving people for years. He was so jealous. He tried to overtake God. He was taken out of the comforts of heaven, cast down. Devil. The battle, the corner. And as we enter the corner, I think it's really important. (laughs) Yeah, I just did that. Because I want to highlight the battle, the battle that was taking place between Jesus and Satan and his effects of sin, two kingdoms at hand, but the real king is at hand. A king that all the way back in Exodus, a king who created the heavens and the earth, who was there at the beginning, who left the comforts of heaven, emptied himself out to follow the will of the father John 3, 16, we see it in the stands at football games. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And in Exodus, it talks about how God revealed himself, the name of God. Verse 6, the Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed the Lord. The Lord is compassionate and a gracious God, slow to anger, in abounding in faithful love and truth, maintaining faithful love to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, rebellion, and sin. But he will not leave the guilty unpunished, bringing the father's iniquity on the children and grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. God now has stepped on the scene. A compassionate God, Jesus, God in the flesh, one who fulfills the prophecy that Isaiah, and when Jesus stepped in the temple and read and he opens up the scroll and says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim and release to the captives. This is who's in that corner in recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So when we feel forgotten, oppressed, we can't get out. Life is so hard. Jesus is fighting for us. That's why he came, to set you and me free. John Mark Comer writes in his book, God Has a Name. 
and looking at the characteristics of God. As skeptics criticize God, they'll often talk about the judgment that God rolls out, but it's important to know that God is way more merciful. He's very slow to anger. His compassion has been happening for a really long time. We've just been guilty. We needed a savior. That's why we're looking at the highlight reel. We needed a savior. We needed a savior to not just get all hype and, 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 and we needed a real savior that could destroy the effects of sin. The deception of the kingdom of darkness, Satan, the prince of this airwaves in this world, and to see face to face and be restored with God. So that's who was in that corner. And the next thing is what type of fight was Jesus going to fight? the fight. Here we are. It's about to take place the last week of his life. And then we get to find out before the bell rings, Jesus isn't going to fight back. Why? Why is he going to lose? Isn't he the king? In fact, that's why he was mocked. Save yourself. Above him on the cross was, you know, king of the Jews. They were right. That's who he was. That's who he is. The king of kings. But yet how he got his kingdom was coming on a donkey in peace to sacrifice his life. Can you see it in the stands? People coming. Why were they cheering for Jesus? They were cheering for Jesus so loud because they thought Jesus was going to release them of national oppression and let them be at the top of the food chain again. The Jews would rule and reign. No longer the Romans, that the king was going to dominate and we were going to have a lot of things. Now, we can be just like that crowd and deceived because artificial hope isn't what Jesus was looking to give. He was not looking to just give possessions. He was looking to set us free spiritually of the greatest oppression that will ever take place, the final enemy, death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Jesus is victorious. This is the beginning of the week. The fight that was taking place was not a fight at all. It was Jesus willingly laying down his life. (laughs) You can just see the crowd. You ever seen crowds when they're watching something and they don't like the result? Like, oh, heck no. That's what I wrote down. I was like, no. That's what they're like. Oh, heck no. I'm out of here. Take their beer, whatever. You know, LeBron leaves town. They start burning his jersey. I thought Jesus was going to, I thought he was going to help us out. What's up with this Jesus? Is this the same one doing the miracles? Jesus, get me out of this junk. Get me out of this nonsense. But he's not hype. Jesus is all delivery. (laughs) Those, uh, you ever seen them hype videos when people, you know, in the ring, getting ready for the fight, they, do all the stuff, and then just get pow, knocked out, wham, <laughs> you know, bam, right in the, yeah. Jesus was a king coming on a donkey in peace, not power. He was for the least, not with force. He could have called angels from heaven. He's the angel of armies, king. He's got unlimited power that he chose not to exercise. He chose poverty, not riches. 
And he rode to his own death, not by force, but by surrender, because he's the greatest sacrifice and the greatest fight that ever took place by giving his own life. Our king comes riding to us on a donkey to die. Next time, God comes back in power on a horse to rule. He already rules spiritually, supernaturally. That's what took place on Easter Sunday, main event next week. We're talking about it. But this is the beginning of the week of how he showed up on the scene, the fight. Because when we're disappointed, we cry, we get sad, but it's a sacrifice. That's what took place, a sacrifice. And I looked up a couple definitions because I can use Google just like you can. And if I include it in this, it's, it's uh, hey, I, I know the definition. But sacrifice is defined as to give something up or sell something at a price which is less than its value. An example they gave is a sacrifice to give up candy for Lent. <laughs> Look, we're all sacrificing this season. We feel it. Staying at home and figuring out how we're going to take care of our family, stay sane, all of that, right? Feeling depression, anxiety, ups, down, highs, lows. If the weather's bad, we, we just kind of follow the patterns. We don't know what day it is. They're all blending together. But we're not thinking sacrifice. We're not talking as an example of giving up candy at Lent. We're talking about this kind of sacrifice. In the Old Testament, early Judaism, in early Christianity, their wider cultural world sacrifice was best defined as a ritual of slaughter of animals and the processing of their bodies in relation to supernatural forces, especially God's. That there was a sacrifice that needed to take place in the ritual was an animal sacrifice to God asking for forgiveness of sin. Because when we are guilty, that the mysterious, profound truth is there needs to be a payment in some substitute for that sin. And animals for so long, looking back at the beginning of the history, of all of the story arc, all the way back in Genesis, animals were offered to God as a sacrifice to, to repent and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. God, accept this. And by the shedding of blood, and they would offer pure and spotless sacrifices. And by that shedding of blood, there would be kind of a Passover of the guilt, punishment for sin. That's what Jesus was going to be, the final sacrifice. That's why we're not sacrificing animals today. He became the lamb. Not only is he the lion, but he is the lamb, a perfect spotless sacrifice for me, for you. So here we are. There's a lot of sacrifices in my life that I want to honor. My mom, single mom, holding it down. My dad, if I needed something, I mean, he probably bought me four or five cars. My Nana, taking care of the family, always hosting. My father-in-law from Mexico, my mother-in-law, they know hard work well. I think coaches and the doctors right now and the medical teams, the professional, the soldiers that have made a way for me and you, sacrifice. But there's no sacrifice like that of Jesus. So to understand that, we have to understand judgment 
Jesus stepped on the scene, not to condemn us, but to free us because our sin, we were already condemned. Hebrews 10, this passage was sent to me this week and it is sobering. Verse 30, for we know the one who has said, vengeance belongs to me, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a, this is it. It's a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. I don't know if you've ever been in a courtroom and I don't know if you've ever been in a courtroom guilty, but it's one thing to be in a courtroom. It's another thing to be right in front of the judge and know you are guilty. It's a horrible feeling. Because then you're subject, you know that you deserve some type of punishment and you're subject to whatever they see. In that moment, every single one of us, we're all guilty, filthy, broken, never able to make ourselves right. In steps Jesus. The fight he was fighting wasn't one that was going to release the Jews from the rule of the Romans. It was one to release all of mankind from the bondage of sin. Yeah. We'll close in just a few moments here, but I want us to um, recognize that we can fall prone to the same mistakes as the crowds then, where we get, we get, we get false hope or excited, you know, government sending out checks and a shout out to the government and doing the job they can to work in a crisis situation. I heard this week is a crisis is defined by, or the definition they defined it as, uh, um, no one knows what to do. <laughs> That's what a crisis is. And I thought that was uh, deep. But for us, if we get excited that the government's going to send checks or we're looking for hope just for somebody to solve our needs for today, we might miss the greatest need that we have forever. Jerusalem missed it. Luke 19 says, because you did not recognize the time when God visited you. This was a pattern with God's people often. They looked at the world. They got a king. We want a king. They always had the presence of God. They always had the presence. They were set apart from the jump. So the scriptures is all a story about one person for us to see who Jesus is. And I'll end with this. Number four, this is just a warm up to the main event. It's going to take place. Good Friday, going to the cross. Why would we even call it good? It's a warm up to the main event that he's alive. He's victorious. My life was radically transformed 18 years ago on Easter Sunday. I didn't even know it was Easter Sunday. I'll share that story with you next week. New life. I want you to invite a friend, be a part, man, tune in. Be a part of the trilogy, the three-piece and the soda for all that Jesus gave us. Because Jesus, throughout this week, he went about, uh, he got so fired up. Throughout the whole week, you could feel it kind of culminating. Here he is, he's gonna, and he was so, he was, he was rebuking anyone who was robbing people of access. You can look at the story when he goes into the temple and he throws them out and he's like, it is written that my house will be called the house of prayer, but you're making a den of thieves. He was giving us access. 
access. There's this uh, toy Devin got our kids. It's the Iron Man arm, and if you follow the Marvel series at all, there was um, <laughs> there was a, uh, I don't know, like 16 movies that eventually led to Avengers Endgame. And in it, Thanos has got to get all the rings. And if he gets the rings, or I mean all the stones, gets all the stones and he snaps his finger, he can take out a half of the half of the world and restore order order. And it was the great display of evil. Great display of wickedness. And I bring up that because when we look at the replay of Jesus, we're seeing a story arc of so many different movies, families, kingdoms, rule, reign, people, but all of the wickedness that was compounded for generations, thousands of years, all of the wicked sin for thousands of years compounded, the evil rule, the reign, was all gonna be poured out onto Jesus not just past tense, but also future tense, that Jesus was going to become the sacrifice for all of mankind. We've been tuning in for a lot because Jesus was going to make a way for us that had no way. And I think of that because I think of the Marvel, all the movies I watched for this one moment for it to end. That's what Easter Sunday is all about. All of these moments these times to come and be poured out on to Jesus. The final fight, the good fight, the greatest sacrifice, a sacrifice that is final and a sacrifice that is motivated by love. I don't know where you're at with Jesus, but if you notice, we didn't talk about church and religion because Jesus is, He's just so big, so awesome, so beautiful. He can't be confined to any term that we might already have baggage with. Does he love his church? Yeah. Does he love his team? Yeah. But it's about Jesus. And he's not looking to condemn any of us. Will you look at him more this week? Look at the intro. Think about what he's done for me and for you. I remember we would sit around in my bedroom as a kid, I think about, man, where where'd this world come from? If there's a God who created God in our mind, we get ex, you know, exploded. And then finally in my teenage years, we started blowing a bunch of tree and same conversation. There was this um, void hole in my heart. Like, what is the meaning to life? I believe it's Jesus. And so I share his beautiful story with you today, the intro. And don't take a little of him. Don't take a little of Jesus. Take all of Jesus, all of him, because a little is none of him, but all of him is life forever. Check out the fight of faith that he won for us this week. It's simple. You can come back home anytime. <laughs> if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, we repent. Jesus, you did it. I can't ever do it right. You won. He makes us brand new. It's that simple. And for those that are following Jesus, like, look, keep fighting the good fight of faith. This week is to remind us. It's sobering. 
So I want to invite you to a couple things as we're going to go about our Sunday. Or if you're watching something on another day, just go about our day. Is after the second service, we want you to join the team. We think the sacrifice is so beautiful that it demands all of our attention, all of our affection. Join the team. Get connected. Hear the story of City Life. Be on the team. And then this week, we're going to be having prayer and fasting for all the people that are on our team. You don't have to. But every uh, day during the week, Monday through Friday, Friday at noon, 10 minutes, prayer and fasting. Because we want this coronavirus to stop. And what a great way to, to have momentum for life and people during the week of Holy Week, Passion Week, and that the King is risen, Easter Sunday. So we're believing for something miraculous this week. Man, God do something supernatural this week. So we're gonna pray. We're gonna fast. We can't beat this one. God, help us. We're gonna lean in and ask for all of God's best. God, do what only he can do. Move, move, move. So I wanna invite you to be a part of the prayer and fasting, I invite you to be a part of our team. And then lastly, I invite you to uh, continue the trilogy, continue the three piece in the soda with us. Friday, we'll have our noon Good Friday service, halftime, intermission, and then next Sunday, the main event. Love you guys. I wanna pray for you as we close. God, I thank you for every person that's tuned in. I pray that you'll bless them. I pray that you'll keep them. I pray that you'll just do something so supernatural this week in their life for love and for peace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. That was the intro. Look, Jesus done gone viral. And we'll see you next week, 10 a.m. and 11.30. All races, all faces, all ages, you belong here. We're gonna keep loving the city one life at a time, and we won't stop until he makes all things new. Have the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city, one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.